So yeah, so the price of games is always, well, not always, but it, it's been fairly expensive for a long time. So it's not, the, the increase to $70 is, this is, I think it's actually the first time um, since the 64 where it's like, wow, games are kind of going up in price now for what exactly? It seems weird. I, I'm, I have a hard time justifying $70 for a new game. It's okay. So Jim Sterling talks about this a lot and I'm going to, oh, okay. I'm That's going the guy. to, he, he, has, he, 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 he does like the, the, um, the Jim Inquisition. Jim. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. seen a couple of those videos. Yeah. Didn't he get, yeah. didn't he get someone in trouble on steam or he like kind of was the one that sort of spearheaded that whole, how are these horrible games allowed on steam or he got into like an argument that they were trying to he sue for $10 million to, um, or some nonsense. He used to do a regular series on steam Greenlight. Yeah, that's about, what it was. Yeah. Yeah, about how every like about how Steam Greenlight wasn't actually curating any any of its content. Yeah, it was just how, basically like, forcing through stuff based on yeah. what could be bots and things or weird stuff or whatever it was. They were just people were just dumping things on uh, on Steam Greenlight that were in some cases not even actually games. <laughs> right. Um or, you know, in a lot of cases, there's a lot of uh, so-called asset flips. Sure. Where people would take, like, a sample game that comes, that, like, a sample game that comes in a, uh, in, like, an asset pack for yeah. game developers. And they'll have, like, a, a sort of, like, built-out sandbox, like, example of how you can use the assets in that pack. Sure. And, and people will like... just take the, people will just take the sample game and and put it on uh and just put that on steam green light as its own game Jesus. and like, try yeah, to maybe... and try to make money off of it okay so so yeah so... he used to do a, a series on uh on the best of steam green light which mm -hmm. was actually was like the worst. the worst of steam there were some things that he would actually like did like and he mm -hmm. tried to sort of lift those things up, but it was mostly just like, why does this program exist? It's just perpetuating garbage. Right, yeah. Um, it's kind of true. I mean, a lot of the green life stuff sort of sucked. Yeah. The other big thing was um, one of the companies that he went after for, like, putting out just, like, lazy, low-effort games all the time was a company called Digital Homicide. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. That was the and big one. they tried to sue him for defamation. Yes, yeah. And then... And it was some ridiculous amount, like $25 million yeah, was, or something like yeah, that. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because I had said 10, and yeah. that, that that was low. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I'm not, I don't remember the exact number. It may have been 10. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was something like that. And he, uh, so that was going on for a while, and then he won that case, and, and it was, like, dismissed with, like, extreme prejudice. Yeah, obviously. And, um... I and suppose I shouldn't whole... say obviously, but it should be obvious. Well, he did a whole video about how like ridiculous the claims made were. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was a whole big thing. But he's he's been uh, he's basically like an independent games journalist. And he's very um, he's very like politically and socially active. Ah, Talks okay. a lot about like the business of the that like the behind the scenes, like what's uh, going game on. industry business and. You know, so, sort of the the scummy greed practices that are, go on with monetization and mm. loot boxes, the whole Ubisoft thing. Um, the last thing know, I remember, worker abuses. I think the last thing I saw that 
he didn't. It wasn't even a whole thing. It was just one clip. It was just him being really upset that the <laughs> the the Nintendo Classic release of SNES and NES had such short controller cables. He's like, why? I don't understand yeah. <laughs> why they're so short. That is that is stupid. It's they're like they're like two feet long. There's a lot of questions about those two two uh, uh, consoles, if you whatever you want emulation devices that that i have but that is the the weirdest one was that the cables were like a foot like three feet long which is is the length of some of those early cables um but yes but but <laughs> but it's you know it, they also 2020 carry your argument like they also didn't have save states so let's not pretend like we're being purists here why did the why did they have a cord I don't know if they wanted to have a cord. I don't really care, but they should have at least made them like, you know, eight feet long or something. So the and or, you know, the average person could set them up at their TV and sit. Yeah, at their if sofa. you want if you wanted to save money by giving them a three foot cord, like. Don't. Yeah, just don't just don't just charge do an extra two dollars. <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's, there's no way that's the expensive part of this uh, equation here. But. uh so, but game costs. Anyways, though. yeah. Yes. Um, so he talks about this a lot and is ba- has basically called attention to the fact that one of the primary arguments for raising the price of games to seventy dollars is that the cost of development for games has gone up. Okay. Because you know, there's well, a... cost. You need a lot more people to make the things look the pretty. Yeah. You yes, you need more people to do the graphics, and that's actually it. And that's bas- of, yeah, that's the only thing that's changing is just because it takes a lot more man hours to make something look gorgeous with ray tracing and all, well, maybe ray tracing is automatic, but to get everything else to, to work, I actually have no idea how most of the, the things that the, the pretty things do, but, mm-hmm. um, I know that's where the man hours would go. Cause in terms of programming, programming is pretty much programming still. Like there may be more complex complexities to certain aspects and stuff, but right. if you look at the, the teams of new games, the, t- the the sections of the credits that make you go holy crap that's a lot of people are always the the art or like the the rendering yep. and the like the, th- the like the 3D models and all it, that kind the, of stuff the two parts of a game design team that have grown the most in the last like 10 15 years are the art teams and the marketing teams oh sure marketing yeah so oh, yeah that's true cuz it's it's a real it's important to 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 get your get your game out there and have a commercial that everybody wants to watch or something. I don't know. Marketing is really strange when it comes to the new generation of people or even like, so when I see an ad on Twitch, I hate the product now. (laughs) Right. There's a part of me that's like, I hate your product. I'm never buying your crap. Now that what I don't know, I've had a couple go the other way where it's like, Oh, that's actually kind of cool. Like it's not that I like the commercial, it's just that like the product is like, Oh, I might actually care about that. That's what I was about to say is that sometimes I think it's more of when the commercial happens. Like, I don't like mm. when I open up a stream. I don't know. I wish there was just another way that they could give me an ad or something. I don't I don't know what would be better, like force another window open, but that wouldn't work on phones. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hate that. I click on someone's channel and then there's an ad because sometimes I'll just close the person's channel. But like, actually, I don't care what this person's doing or has to say. So I just don't watch it then because I don't want to watch the 30 second ad, which I know sounds insane, but it's just. I don't know. I, I love my ad block so much when I go to like a website and I don't mind there being ads like to help pay for a website, but I don't want to have videos auto playing or to have 15 ads that all move and stuff. 
they 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 really need to figure out a better way to advertise to people. Mm-hmm. Um, but that has nothing to do with the cost of games. What well, kind of? Games, well, it does. It does. Like because they're they're pouring money into these like major ad campaigns so that they can, you know, and and Nintendo's actively pouring money into making sure nobody is talking about their video games right <laughs> and, and literally under, arresting under legal under like, legal punishment literally arresting some guy who's been selling and or hacking and selling pokemon <laughs> like i know it's against the terms of service and you and you totally shouldn't hack and sell pokemon but i can't imagine that's the best use of the company's time and money i don't know maybe work on metroid or do anything other than that because really this person made twenty thousand dollars or whatever it was selling hack swabbles like who cares it's such a weird i will uh, i will i i will backtrack on this and admit that nintendo has put pokemon cards in happy meals so (laughs) it's not like they don't do the same dumb you know oh i just meant that they were advertisement i meant they're 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 actively against any sort of <laughs> grassroots movement uh i realize hacking pokemon is not grassroots movement it's it's actually a bad thing and is totally fine to get the person in trouble for i just i mean it's yes but I don't know also like what makes you know you look at <laughs> you look at the way like sega and other companies deal with this and you see other companies see like and you see other companies catch wind of like a really high profile fan project. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, hey that's that, cool. maybe we should do something. That actually it. looks pretty good. Would Unless... you guys just like to make this for us? <laughs> Nintendo's like, wait a minute, let's make a deal for a TV show on Netflix. And then someone uh, leaks the content. They're like, no deal anymore. Netflix. <laughs> yeah. That Zelda TV thing is weird. On the it other hand, Fox, I'm really glad it it's not. I'm really glad it's not happening. I'm I'm glad it's not happening because it would have been awful. But yes. at the same time, even if it was good, it would have been awful. Which makes me wonder if that's actually why they canceled it and they just blamed it on someone leaking it. Because somebody was like, "What? What? <laughs> Which one of you drunk idiots signed this deal to be okay? What? Well, how could we possibly get out of this? Because <laughs> because I can't imagine it would have been good. The, the claymation Star Fox idea might have been sort of interesting because they can do some you know you can do kind of sillier things with that kind of a medium but i can't imagine yeah. live live action people doing zelda on a a netflix tv show it just feels the, the problem weird. with doing a zelda tv show is that you like your main character doesn't speak excuse me princess so you end up with that you have to give a blank slate main <laughs> character a personality. <laughs> to be fair. And whatever that personality is, is not going to work. If you took all of the text in every Zelda game as a story, except for maybe um, Skyward Sword, because that had a lot of text, you, you would have a hard time making a, a single series, like one season of Zelda with there's no dialogue in those games, right? Like there's, there's story that happens and it's kind of told in sort of chunks or there's ideas, but most of the, the story of Zelda sort of just happens while playing it. Yeah. And, and yeah. 
the the scenes that are taking place and you're kind of interpreting what's going on and sure there's some dialogue and there's some story going forward and there's some really cool moments like in um wind waker where there's there's some like awesome like holy crap that's sweet but that's just because of the environment that you're in when you're like going through the sunken castle like the hyrule castle and stuff um yeah but as a tv show it doesn't it just doesn't lend itself to a tv show like someone you know they're making the the last of us into an hbo tv show that I'm not particularly interested in The Last of Us, but I could see that being a TV show in my head. Like, yeah, that seems like a the fit, Last like of setting, Us. The Last of Us as a game is already trying as hard as it possibly can to be a movie. Right. It's it's so literally it's just a, a that's an easy transition. Yeah, yeah. It's a character driven story. That's what the whole point of The Last of Us is, and and that was my biggest complaint of the first game is that the, the actual gameplay of The Last of Us was just you've definitely played this before, and and the puzzles mm-hmm. literally repeated. From floaty thing, laddery thing, crossing yep. a pit thing, fighting thing, and then it actually just repeated that three times in the exact yes. same order. In the and exact it was like, same how order, how was everyone getting excited about? I didn't, I didn't understand why everyone was so excited about the the gameplay. Like in the you last get to the, you get to the third part of it, and it's just like, okay, well, <laughs> oh, I guess there's water. I guess we're doing the raft thing. Oh, look, there's a ladder. We're, okay, we're time in, to climb. Yeah, we're in three A, three B, and three C. Right. Like I, I, I was very confused that it just actually repeated the same three mechanics in a row and then did it again like three times. Like did each of those mechanics? Re- I was mm-hmm. just whatever. The story was interesting. I, I, I enjoyed the, the, the adventure. But I, I just, I always, um, it feels like gameplay is secondary in that game. Yeah, and the weird part is that when you talk to people or when people talk about the first game, they're like everything is hundred percent, like ten out of ten. It's amazing, and it's like, well, the story's cool. The characters are interesting. The the mechanics, though, or like the gameplay is. You've played this before, like the thing is, like <laughs> it's the the polish and the style mm-hmm. is so blindingly bright. That's true. And the mechanics. That's, that's true. You, that's a good the, point. The mechanics are functional. Yeah, like there isn't anything wrong with the mechanics other than other than them being a little bland. Oh no no that's no no I don't, but, I don't have a problem with I know but like what I'm saying is people look at like like the gameplay is just kind of boilerplate but yeah. it's fine it's you know it's as expected even maybe a little above average mm-hmm. a little boring and a little samey but like when people have the the shiny thing over here to stare at and the rest of the game doesn't bring that down they're going to remember the they're going to remember the shiny part that's true. And that's, I think, why people give that game such a such a pass is because it's so it's so well crafted from a from a, you know, graphical and narrative standpoint that like it doesn't really matter that much that the rest of the game is just kind of the same as every other game. That's yeah, I, I, I can see that for sure. I think that's, that's not what my, people are really there for. I guess that's sort of my feeling about Metal Gear Solid in some ways is that the. I love the story, so whatever happened in between the story was whatever, as long as it wasn't bad. And Metal Gear Solid actually did some really cool things mm-hmm. in between the the game. So I guess that's why I always I hold things to that standard. Yeah. Of yeah. like here here's a here's a game that's clearly story driven, but oh, we're also going to do a bunch of neat things in between. Except for maybe Metal Gear Solid Two didn't have that as much. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the in between story parts, it was it was. <clears throat> Oh, excuse me. <laughs> it's oh pretty much just stuck like I am um in in what it in what it had always been. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, the uh, what were we talking about though? The price of games. Yeah, we were talking about seventy dollars games. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm I I will I swear I will get to this point about what Jim Sterling said. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that too. Um, we got into marketing, and that you know um, that took his yeah. places. Um, so basically, what he the point that he makes that I really really agree with a lot is that the argument that you get is well, the price of games has to go up because the cost of games has gone up. Mm-hmm. Now, first th- first of all, the cost of games has, or the cost of game the making games has gone up because there has been an arms race that nobody actually asked for on making But now people do expect it. They do. But at but do they it's some like to some extent yes there is a there is sort of an arms race in the sort of triple a game space to make your game look the sleekest and the nicest and the prettiest and you know have mm-hmm. the most realistic looking humans and so that on always and so forth age as well on the other hand stardew valley exists oh no indie games get to be in their own not even indie games if you if you have a it i think the art style is what determines uh, that arms race, right? Like, if if because uh, look at a Nintendo game, nobody gets upset when Mario looks like Mario always looks good, even on on a console that he shouldn't look good on, like Mario Galaxy, right? Yeah, the, the I Mario was playing Galaxy. Mario Galaxy literally just yesterday. I was like, God, this game looks good. Yeah, you can go back and look at Melee on the GameCube and do the freeze, like where you pause it and like move around the characters, and you're like, Wow, these mm-hmm. look really cool. Yeah, like, yeah, still look cool today because of the style of art. The right. user Wind Waker will always look good. Whereas um, Twilight Princess looks kind of ugly, whereas Wind Waker doesn't look ugly at all. So the idea here is like the 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 fact that the cost of games has increased is sort Mm -hmm. of self-inflicted. That's true. Yeah, like it's something that they have made the choice to push. But as they continue to push the boundaries to try to make more and more money on their games, games that are just like settling into a more like a pixely art style or a or like it you know an art style that doesn't take a thousand people three years to render (laughs) like those games are making millions of dollars sure like so it's not that it's not that these companies have to they it's not that they have to make that like the, the make the graphics do the pretty right like they don't have to spend that money there is money to be made in games that are not that. And if, you know, and if it's, if they, if the only alternative is like, well, we have to raise the price because we can't keep making games at this price, then like maybe your business model isn't viable. I think it's also a problem with, um, we're also at that kind of transition period between let's get another resolution of, of pretty on TVs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 1080p is like, you know, that's, that's boring. Who doesn't, you know, everybody has like a 1080p TV now. Um, not everybody, but you know what I mean? Like, that's like not the, that is, it is, not, it is very the, common mm-hmm. at this point. And everyone wants like that 4k TV. Uh, and if you have a 4k TV and you can't show off your cool new 4k console or whatever, then it's, people might be disappointed. I'm not sure. Cause my, I heard that the, PS- I'm in a weird spot with that right now because I got my new graphics card a couple months ago. Yeah. And have not hardly used it for anything at all. Because... Except, except for Bitcoining. 
<laughs> that's true. That's been most of it. And that has actually almost paid for it. So that's cool. Holy crap. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> um, but like, I haven't played any games on my PC that have actually been demanding because most of what I've been playing is, is like Yakuza and, and Hyrule I mean, Warriors and Mario. It's, it's all been console even, stuff. You don't even like what I would consider demanding games. No, like, I specifically your... dislike them in many cases. I mean, if the next Yakuza just balled out and went crazy, like it looked looked the best game ever made, would that make you excited, or would you just kind of not care, or would it act, would it make you sad? Like how would how would you feel when it's a series that you love? You will experience this when you move into Yakuza Kiwami Two because they start using a new engine in that game. Sure, and... but it didn't break the bank to make that. Not really, no. Right? But it like, does I look mean, good. Because, because, because even watching like a dragon, you, it still looks. <laughs> at the, I mean, it's in that engine. Yeah, right. That's what I mean. So watching, watching that compared to watching like, I don't know, the new Call of Duty or something, right? The, sure. The, 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 the polish in the Call of Duty games, it is, it is nice. Like the game. Yeah, no, they, nice. they put money, that, that is money. They put money into that. <laughs> you can tell. Um, so, but yeah, if, like if to... they did that for Yakuza, like if the new, like a dragon just went, you know, just all out and, and, and really pushed the limits of whatever console was out at the time. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> it, like, would, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't do any, like it wouldn't do anything for you. No, it wouldn't really like, I, I might notice, I might be like, wow, that looks great. But I've mm-hmm. said that about like almost every game in the series, including the ones that don't actually look great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm right. I'm with you. Like, I think I would treat it as, Oh, that's cool. Like I'm, I yeah. think it's fun that that it looks really awesome, but I'm also I can boot up, you know, um, what, visuals, what's, what's the, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles or something on the oh Wii yeah yeah, and see a part in it and be like, oh, that's really pretty, even though it's I mean, <laughs> objectively it's hideous <laughs> because it's like a Wii, it's like the Wii. I Wii remember game. being on. Uh, I I remember coming up over that horizon yeah. on Gower Plains, mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. music fires up, and, yeah. Uh, and, and the uh, like the this the the like rising strings when that theme starts. I think music and you see that rock so... formation in front of you, and it looks so open and lush. Yeah, and it's like this is running in 480i right now, <laughs> right, that's and it's what one I mean, of the like... most beautiful things I've ever seen. There, there's something about the framing of a thing that can make it uh, impressive. So one of the things I loved about uh, Death Stranding because the actual story in Death Stranding was was it was disappointing because the, mm. the introduction thing happens there's a big story thing that happens and then Lachise and i looked at each other and we were like well this has to be the ending like this has to be the way this is playing out or it makes zero sense it was sort of like that that moment in 13 sentinels that i had talked about previously where it was like well right. this has to be the thing otherwise nothing fits and sadly that thing was the truth was was part of what made 13 or uh, uh death stranding kind of a bummer was that that was it played out right in the beginning like there was no mystery whereas at least 13 sentinels dragged you along with awesome characters um mm-hmm. and by drag you along i mean excitedly played every single second of the game <laughs> yep uh but death stranding has this really cool part where where you first start walking out and you're kind of just playing a game thing but then the camera starts to pan really far back and you see all this open space and it plays this music that most people have probably never heard of because kojima found some random this random indie band because some taxi person was playing it on a 
a trip that he was taking. He's like, hey, who, who are these people? I, wa- I, want, I want to put them in my next game as the star. This sounds very Kojima-like. <laughs> and so it's this really cool mixture of the, 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 the camera and the music and everything going together. And the graphics are pretty, but it's, it's, I don't, it's not the graphics that made the scene cool. It's the way that everything came together in the scene, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's a, uh, I guess I'm, I don't care as much about what it looks like as the whole package together. Like, it's so like, every, I don't know. The, for me, the, the visuals of a game are literally just a garnish. Sure. Right? And I think like, that's really true for you because you, you, you like playing just about anything, even if it's like, really I will, ugly. Yeah. I like, that's will, not important I will specifically seek out a game because it's ugly and be like, let's play this because that looks silly. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's worth. So I guess to me, it's not worth the the sanity of people. And <laughs> it's definitely not. Nothing is worth that. Well, I, I know I'm, I'm I was being a little facetious. I just I mean, the, the idea of uh, like, a, what was it? The cyberpunk, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, 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 those people just, you know, maybe you change some of the way something looks or a little bit less detail in certain areas and no one would even care. <laughs> like people would whine or be upset about it, but only a handful of people, the majority wouldn't wouldn't be bothered with it. Um, right. And when you try to do you, too much, so it gets in the I way. I like to like. think that, but I have run into a lot of, um, I, I've run into a lot of, I guess I'm just speaking for myself. I don't really. Yeah, know. like I like I want to say that that's like widespread. I've run into a lot of people who's like people that I've known well and that I have names of, but will sure. not. I know, have will not mention. <laughs> um, I'm not trying to call anybody out here, and it's not anybody that I like. <laughs> if they it's listen not anybody to this, that I really they know who they are. <laughs> I mean, they're not listening, and I'd probably not talk to them in a while in many oh, cases. Okay. But like, okay, 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 okay. It's not anyone like. It's not anyone like in my Discord or anything like that. Right. Um, but I have I have talked to people like in college, in you know at work, just over time who's you talk to them about a game and you explain to them what the game is and and you know and i it's really cool because whatever and their literal first question about about the game every time is how are the graphics what does it look like and like that's the you know for some people i don't understand how or why but for some people the question of is the game is the game graphically impressive is like the purchase is like the purchase question for that's them. so interesting it is and like i so i can understand i don't that. like it but like at the same time you know i've tried to pull myself back into you know you like the game for what you like the game for and you know unless it's life nice. is short let people enjoy things yeah, I can understand that for <laughs> for for movies in terms of uh, what things look like because a movie that looks out of place like when it's um you know especially when it comes to like a like a CG effects with physics and stuff like <laughs> sometimes it looks real bad and that can sort of take you out of a scene. Mhm. Um and I guess Well, game... I mean like Avatar is not a particularly good or interesting movie. 
No. But everyone was like, that. but no, but you got to go see it because the effects, though. Yeah, I think that that movie was interesting to me because the story was just so, so basic. I, I couldn't help but laugh when he was having an interview and he's like, yeah, I've, I've been wanting to make this story. I, I have notebooks from when I was like 12 or, you know, in middle school coming up with this idea of the story. And I was like, yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are they the notebooks that you wrote up after you watched Pocahontas? <laughs> yeah, there's no surprise there, Fern Gully. Like, come on. <laughs> ah, that's a good one too. <sighs> um, so the other big uh the other big thing about $70 games, yeah, is that um the the other so like nobody asked for the big graphical push, right? Like, that's no. just something that they've done on their own because they're like, this is what we ought to do. Well, it kind of sounds like they did, though, based on what you were saying, right? They sort of did. It is the game I mean, pretty? It's, 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 for some it's, people, yes. And that is like, you know, when the game looks pretty, it looks good in the trailers. It gets everyone real excited. So there is value in that. Yeah. But it's still something that they decided to do. True. Right? It's kind of been a push, and though, forever. Has, like, when you start thinking about the Dreamcast, and they're like, in 1999, reality and video games are impossible to tell apart. Right, yeah. I will admit that I was, like, I did get confused by that, and I'm embarrassed to admit it because it was in, like, the late 90s. Sure. Um, They had, like, a Madden game or something running. or <laughs> uh, It was a football game, and they had it yeah. running in, like, a, in, like, an electronics store. <laughs> yeah. And it was like a it was like, like a pulled out shot of the football field, and yeah. I and it had like a, a graphic overlay of with the, like the score and everything, and for like a good five to ten seconds, I was like, oh man, I thought that was a real game. <laughs> That's so awesome. But it you was know, like a t it was like a tiny TV, and like it was everything was real pulled out, so you couldn't see a lot of definition in in anything anyway. And it was a it was a TV angle. It was like a TV camera angle. So yeah, I know like, I totally, my brain I totally just know what you're saying. That. Um, you know, when we're talking about games and, and the, the who, who has the, the, the new hotness in terms of graphics and stuff, mm -hmm. I really feel like it's 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 funny because I wish that there was more love for physics. Like, mm. I, I don't care anymore how shiny something is. Just stop their cape from going through them. Like, what yeah. the hell? Like, stop their hair from clipping through everything. Like, that to me looks yeah, weird. I don't yeah, care yeah, how yeah. nice a game looks, but then you do a somersault and your sword is just uh, rubber or it's actually just immortal. Like, it has no no sense of uh, physicality at all. Like, there's nothing there. And it just rolls through everything. Like, it'd be so cool if... Um, which I think, I think we had touched on how... Uh, Bethesda has pretty much not been allowed to make a new engine for their games forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now maybe they can make a new engine. Like I really wish, but it's not sexy. Like no one, no one gets excited. Like sure. Physics. Like if you shoot a rock and it slides down a hill, like that's kind of cool. It looks sexy, but nobody, I don't know if it's just too much processing power. Like I have no idea. So I'm not trying to say there's a, there's a, uh, you know, some evil nefarious reason behind it. Or right, right, right. I don't but know. But people what... still talk about like the half-life physics engine. <laughs> right like i i mean physics can make an experience so so real one of, yeah. one of the yeah the, one yeah, of the I most enjoyable like feelings i had playing a game was actually this vr game um i actually had it on my youtube channel it was the only it was it actually got a ton of views but um the it was a like a horror game that was sort of like duck hunt 
Uh, okay. And you actually shot at things in virtual reality. But they, they made this physics engine for the game that made it feel like you were really holding a gun, even though you were holding two, you know, like sticks because it was the Vive. And the way that they designed it, it actually felt like you were really holding it next to each other and there was something connecting it. And that sense of the, the physics or the sense of realism like that outweighed any any graphical improvements they ever could have made there's there's something so that's why mario games feel so good to play is that the the physics behind mario's movement feels awesome and yeah. when it doesn't you're sort of like oh that's weird i'm not used to it. like when you played mario 64 again there was a part of it that's like oh that feels strange it doesn't feel as as snappy or as smooth as whatever it is and that's why you can you know time those jumps in mario you can see a gap and you're like oh yeah i can long jump that because you have an uh, uh yeah an you got exacting a, a feel feeling. for it yeah yeah, yeah that's wish... that's true I wish I mean, you're, you're talking about physics, but you're also just talking about general game feel. That's true. It's, and it's the thing is, design you can't, and stuff. I, I think the reason that you can't sell a game very well on game feel is because of the feel part. Right. Well, that's true. You can't it's, show someone feel. It's the same well, you thing. Can't even... that, it's the same thing that I run into when I'm streaming. Mm-hmm. Where like, I'll get really excited about something, but I'm just like jumping. <laughs> like, like, I, I, I think about like, I can't explain to you this. It yeah, feels so good. There's such a broad gulf between what you're seeing and what I am feeling. Like yeah. the response of like, when I do this, this happens. And that's exciting. Like it does not translate at all visually, mm-hmm. like at all. So the other thing about, uh, the last yes. major thing about, uh, game monetization, cause that seems to be our, that seems to be our early, uh, yeah, that's seems to cool. be the, the core just... of our discussion here. It made me think about it because I was looking at looking, you know, I don't want to I actually have no reason still to buy it a new console, but I was I forgot that the prices went up and I was just kind of like, man, I don't know. This is it sounds stupid, but that's one of those things that could make me wait a lot longer mm-hmm. to buy a new console. Mm-hmm. And then when there's a big sale, I'll just buy the cool games that I missed out on for right. Uh, eighty percent off of the original yeah. price. Or I need a new computer because my computers get close to eight, seven years old or so. Um, then I might just go back to kind of playing games on computer aside from the obligatory Nintendo stuff because I really like right. Nintendo games. Um, and those will always be. I mean, Nintendo will be Nintendo forever. I think. I think they yeah. would let their. I think they would bury themselves underground. Um, and and rather than <laughs> let their IPs ever go anywhere other than Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's I think that's accurate. <laughs> but the other big thing about it is like, you know what? Games haven't actually cost sixty dollars in a long time, if you think about it. True. Like yeah. the uh the the major Jim Sterling argument is that game prices at like sixty dollars now is the entry price. Yeah, that's like it's, the first it's, adopter. It's like the it's like the gate price to Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you're going to like that's what you that's what it takes to get in the door and see the sights. Mm-hmm. But then every single thing in that game is going to try to bleed more money out of you once you're into it. You're going to have <laughs> you're going to have DLC. There's, you know, there's already like ultimate editions that get you that get you stuff in the game that oh, double the so, price. There's season passes. And sometimes those those things are more than just aesthetics. Like, yeah, you were locked out of classes in in, in yeah, the new that's, Yakuza. That's, that's garbage. That's nasty. That's yeah. just nasty. Like, I don't care. Do whatever you want and aesthetically. And yeah, sure, I'll bitch about it because it's something that I might want or damn it. Yeah, like there's some cool costumes. There's some cool costumes that are that are like 
locked that are I'm locked out of the game or that are locked out of the game for me. Mm-hmm. But then well, there's had, like I'm uh, looking through that like I'm actually on my Nexus on my Nexus store right now. And oh, I have okay. like a dragon on it and it has all of the like DLC stuff as like a side as like side purchases. Dude, I saw some of the things you get in that DLC and one of like some of them would 100 percent just have been unlockables before like the cast of previous games being part of the the management side quests and mm-hmm. stuff. To me, that is that's I hate them for I hate them is way too strong. I, I really despise that practice. <laughs> like it's just too much. That's way too much to. Yeah. It's so uh, there's there's jobs that are locked out that are locked behind DLC. There well, are and karaoke jobs. songs that are locked behind DLC. Fine, karaoke songs I can live with because it's more. It's yeah, that's that's I, just a I fun can, little thing. Costumes also, I can live with. Costumes a hundred percent. If you need to, if you need to uh, make a couple extra bucks by selling costumes to people that will are willing to buy them, then then fine. But I mean, I think, Fall Guys does that, and I'm like, you know what? Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Fall Guys, Fall Guys monetization for me, I don't particularly like it, but at the same time, you can earn a lot of stuff if you play the game a ton. Yeah. Um, I think it's sort of okay because the whole game is pretty much just how how do you look now once mm-hmm. once you that's once true. You've, like that's sort of what the game is. So I'm, yeah. I'm not completely against it, but at the same time, it's kind of. I don't know. It's on that one's on the fence for me because it's if it was free, I wouldn't care at all. But there's an upfront cost which bothers me. Um, yes the the general the general rule is like don't put free to play mechanics if it's not a free to play game. Yeah, and so that's where I that's where I kind of have get rubbed a little bit. Like, eh. but they also have a lot of updates that are totally free at least as of now. Um, sure, where you get yeah. like new maps and new seasons and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's, it's I'm on the fence with it. It's not as good as say Stardew Valley or like one of those games where it's oh here here's entirely here here is dlc worthy updates a hundred percent for free like right that that sort of content is is unbelievable when you think about it and it's almost it's only indie developers that ever do that kind of stuff right <laughs> or small teams i, I right, whatever, right right whatever you want to call them i don't yeah, think indie a, is kind of a weird thing now right right so it's kind of i don't think there's been a triple a game that's just released free content oh yeah that's not true animal crossing um, animal crossing and yeah, people will complain about that but that's a, that's those people are just going to complain about whatever i was going to say the game that i was thinking of is actually ghost of tsushima because they added an entire online hmm. mode like completely online totally free it even has like raids and all this kind of stuff if you're into like that i didn't play it oh. at all because i just enjoyed the single player experience that's so cool. that's the yeah it's an entirely totally free i guess red dead redemption did that too right I have no idea. I think they have an entire online section. That's I played like, free, but I'm not sure if it has a cost to it. I played like half of the first Red Dead Redemption and then forgot mm-hmm. the second one came out. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, I, uh, I, to me, the idea of realism in games is fun, but at the same time, I don't want it to be annoying to like, hey, you gotta get the thing, then dry it out, and then the horse. I, I like when my horse just flies over a, a fence. I don't care. Like, I don't yeah. need it to be super yeah. realistic unless I'm playing a game that's specifically designed around all mechanics being like that. But I don't I probably won't play that game anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, unless it's some funny physics game again where, where it's supposed to be the, the joy of playing with um, physics in a game in a game setting where it's usually not physics at all, where it's, you know, game yeah. physics. Where the physics are like busted on purpose. Yeah. And that's that's fun to me. It's the. 
the the extreme realism when it comes to mundane crap like oh your horse can't possibly turn around in this space it's like jesus christ i don't i don't need this i just just turn them around yeah but the point the point that i'm getting totally at is like the the argument for like oh we haven't raised game prices in a long time and games are more expensive so we have to charge more really You've falls literally... apart when you realize that like they have they have They've like monetized increased. the hell out of every game, like especially every game that comes out at sixty dollars. Oh, yeah. there is a hundred and something, a hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars worth of more stuff that you can buy for that game, mm-hmm. and they they frame it as optional. But in a lot of cases, it's like, yeah, you need this to have the rest of the game, right? Yeah, or or. Uh, that I think that's the worst part about those ultimate, like there's almost, there's, there used to just be the game and then a collector's edition and the collector's edition just contained physical stuff. Plus maybe mm-hmm. some special DLC that was more or less useless after five hours of whatever the game was. Sure. Um, but now the, now it's like there's three tiers and one of those tiers has, um, stuff that you probably a hundred percent want that should have just been part of the game in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like extra classes i don't know right or 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 it should have been 50 50 where one of those classes you unlock by doing something and then one of them is locked behind a stupid paywall that's awful and dumb but at least it wouldn't feel as dirty i don't know like a dragon does the absolute worst thing where the job classes are locked but you can get items that are specifically usable for the locked classes in the base game and it's not like it's some multiplayer game where you can excuse it as, well, we just wanted you to see what other people can do if they spend the money. Right. So you're like, oh, cool. Or like you that. see it on someone else's character and you're like, what is that? That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is like playing Final Fantasy and getting an, a weapon for a character that is dead. <laughs> or like an RPG or something. And you're like, great. But like you, you get it like. gospel. <laughs> yeah. You get it like way after. You get it like way after they die in the story. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like my, it's like an my end first... game weapon, and it's like, oh, my, okay. my first uh, playthrough of spoilers, Final Fantasy VII. You know, you you get the great gospel, and you're kind of like, what the what the hell is this? It's a limit break. Who gets this? Oh, that's great. Yeah, cool. <laughs> thanks. thanks, thanks, game. Appreciate. Thanks that. for making. Thanks for making me feel bad again. Oh, <laughs> uh, at least then. It was more of a, oh, wow, that's cool. You can get this way earlier than I thought. Or, oh, that's interesting, blah, blah, blah. Whereas it's not like, oh, great. Now I, like, Jesus, imagine if to revive uh, said character, I guess you <laughs> like I mean, was... just leave it. Like, you know where you don't know. And you had to, it was like, here you go. You can, you can, you can revive this character immediately for $5. Like, <laughs> that's what some of the DLC sort of feels like. Uh as, as we go on like season passes and stuff sort of season passes me. are a whole different thing because that's like that's basically like early access for dlc except that right. you don't actually get early access yeah no, well, it's just it's a it's a it's a dlc pre-order for dlc that might not actually happen or that you probably won't care about when it does come out right yeah <laughs> like, in you're, my you're case almost all, all almost all the time yeah that's why i stopped buying Season I have pa- you know, I have bought like maybe two or three season passes for games and I played the I actually played the stuff in like one of them. Yeah. And um what I and found then I was like this is not I no. The the games that have season passes I've found um 
what the best thing to do is, if a game is a season pass, more than likely there'll be a quote-unquote game of the year as rated by random website um, edition of that game in a, like the next year or a year and a half yep. later. And then that game of the year version will already start 50% off of the first <laughs> version of the game. And then that will go on sale if you can just wait a little bit longer. When um, a game releases a game of the year edition, I don't think they actually verify I think whether it, originally, or not. Wh- whoever the first person to do that was, I think they actually was like game of the year. Cause I don't know who the first but person was from to who it. though. Well, okay. Do you remember Batman when they released the game of the year edition of Batman, the box just had all of this perfect ratings, like plastered all over the cover art. Oh yeah. That uh, was, uh, I remember that on uh, Arkham city, right? Yep. Arkham city. Yeah. I don't know if that was, I have no idea what the first quote unquote game of the year was, but it felt like they were trying to do it by that. But then some games were getting game of the year release and it, <laughs> they just didn't have any like there was no associated rating or anything with it it was like oh okay this is like when you get a pizza box from a pizza place and they're like best pizza in town it's like okay yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no grandma, it's exactly that it's exactly grandma, it doesn't mean anything anymore my mom loves my food it's the best yeah <laughs> so dude there was a i you've probably seen it because it's right outside of lansing mm. um oops doxed <gasps> <laughs> no there's a there's a billboard on 96 or at least there I mean, used my, to be years my ago my online username is my name <laughs> i'm mean, an idiot <laughs> that's fine <laughs> um there's a there's a billboard or there used to be a billboard outside like down 96 going towards uh going towards like brighton and howell mm-hmm. um for painless dentistry Oh god, yeah, <laughs> with the guy that has this like this big old creepy smile. Yep. <laughs> and the one thing that always stuck out to me on those billboards is rated number one best dentist in the state yeah. with an asterisk, and the asterisk yeah. is by our staff, right? Because <laughs> they have to put it on the billboard, I guess. <laughs> oh. Well, it's like when you see it's those... like we put a gun to our we we put a gun and a pink slip to our employees' heads. <laughs> And told them to and told them to uh, rank us among all the dentists in Michigan, and they said we were the best. I'm pretty sure if the billboard could move, his head would just spin in a circle, <laughs> like like it would just tilt sideways as he said, "Painless dentistry." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the billboard and a, was a so question creepy. mark slowly fades in. Yeah. <laughs> Painless hey. for who? <laughs> Hey, you know what game didn't cost $70? What's that? Doom 64. It didn't. It didn't even cost 70 on the 64. I was actually wondering about that. It was it's just one weird thing about like, you know, I didn't buy a lot of games in that era, both because I was a kid and also because my family didn't have any money. So I was mm-hmm. not really aware of game prices. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I think the one thing that is really bizarre is just like the inconsistency in prices where I hear I hear people talk about like, oh, yeah, like Fantasy Star 4 was like $90 when it came out. Yes. And it's the, like, the oh, there was, was just like there was just like wanna... no like there were no there was rules. Just basically a, a suggested price. Right. There's suggest. I don't remember why War Gods was one hundred and twenty dollars. Um, suffice to say, it's because they said so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, that would I wish. I would I would like to look. I wonder if that's on like their wiki page. Um, that game was something else. But yeah, the, the 64 was very strange when it came to some some of their pricing. I mean, for the most part, it was pretty consistent. But 
Um, there, there were a few, and I don't remember why. I know it was, oh, hey, Midway, really. Midway was yeah. the publisher of, of War Gods, and they also published Doom 64. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the original version, not, I mean, because we, we technically. Uh, what what platform them. did you play Doom 64 on, actually? For the podcast, I played it on the Switch. Okay. Um, I, actually I played it on PS4, own... and I don't I... think it really matters, but. No, it's the same, it's the exact same game. In fact, the game, I, I played Doom 64 on 64 a long time ago, but I didn't beat it. I just used, like, cheat codes to mess around in the levels and stuff. Sure, sure. Um, the, the, uh, the, the mechanics of Doom 64 were a bit too, I, I hate to say, complicated i just didn't want to be bothered looking for keys when i was little <laughs> that's understandable and we'll we'll get to that by the way everybody welcome to the mm. retro breakdown where we talk about uh where we talk about doom 64 this week um do you want to do you want to get into that yeah sure let's let's oh, oh i want to say one thing really quick i i okay. uh, so mario 3d world it, the the remake or whatever yes the, basically the, theory, con- the continuing whatever. line of wii u games that couldn't sell because the, strictly because they were on the wii u not because they're <laughs> bad games um was released this morning and i got a chance to play bowser's fury it's awesome yeah, yeah. it feels so good what it feels is really good it, so you, actually you, the game starts and baby bowser is like help my dad's turned into a goop monster okay like, I'll... back up already immediately yes, yes. Is Bowser's Fury a separate standalone game from 3D World that you yeah, can so access you, you from start the menu the game? separately? Yeah. yeah, so you start the game and you pick left or right. The right side goes to Bowser's Fury. The left side is going to be the, the Wii U game. Okay, cool. All uh, right, continue. So you, you just start it up, and then that happens, and then you just you just run around looking for cat shines. And it's just like an open world. It's awesome. Huh. It's, it's not hard. It's pretty simple in terms of... I don't think it's going to be... I don't think it will be like a challenge if you're decent at, uh, even if you're just decent at at 3D platformers. It's not mm-hmm. supposed to be, I don't think. Um, but it's it's really fun because randomly, basically, you're just running around doing stuff, and then randomly Bowser's like, "Hey, I'm here to I'm here to breathe fire on you." So you better get to a safe space or become a giant Goku cat Mario. Um, oh, the statue. Yeah, yeah. So you you become like the. You, you like hit the bell and then you become that cool giant version of Mario and then you and Bowser sort of duke it out. Then you beat him up and he's like, whatever, I'll be back in a minute. And he, he retracts into a shell and then you go back to looking for more more shines, cat shines. And then the cycle repeats, I guess, until you beat it. I have no idea how long it is or how many shines there are or anything like that. But it's cool because in two players, um, the second player is just baby Bowser and it's totally cheating because he can like fly around and he's invincible and... um it's it's awesome so lachisa's having a lot of fun just being baby bowser and uh hmm. yeah i don't know I, I really i like it a lot i don't know if you don't care at all about playing 3d world again you know it's probably not worth the price of admission uh, sure but as it is i'm really happy to be playing it which is funny to say because I've, I've been playing a lot of galaxy this week because i hadn't play, started at all and i wanted to catch up to where you were so i started playing like tuesday and I just kind of have been binging Galaxy, and okay. I am in I I love the way that Bowser's Fury controls compared to Galaxy. <laughs> I don't yeah. mean I don't I... mean the coolness of the planets. Like I love the planet toys in Galaxy and stuff, but the 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 way the movement feels is mm-hmm. so refreshing. I was like, oh god, I love this. <laughs> I don't know if I am going to. Um... 
I don't know if I'm going to still feel this way, but I'm planning to play uh, Mario 3D World again on the on the re-release. And yeah. I, having now basically played, I, I played all of 64, I played all of Sunshine, and I played... You've, you've finished Galaxy, more or less. I, I finished Galaxy, essentially. You have a few purple coin challenges to get, but they all suck. The ones that you have left, more or less, just are... Well, actually, the one that I left you on... The one with the the flipper, like yeah, yeah, yeah. That stage is actually really fun because it's sort of like one of the. I, I like the stages where it's a challenge to do the thing, and it's not just some yeah. boring, dumb. I I can't stand aimlessly the, collecting coins in precarious yeah. places for no freaking reason. The ones that are just like, oh, there's one over here in the corner. There's one over the ledge. <laughs> when, like you just when, hunt the entire level for it's just like I I hate this. When you were using Spring Mario and you were getting on that palm tree, I. I, I I wanted to tell you don't go on the palm tree, but I was too late, and you just launched yourself into the abyss. And yep. I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I think that was that was one of those moments where you're you're uh you're like you have an idea and you you don't you know in your heart it's not going to work, but you ha- you, you have to do it anyways. Because mm-hmm. as you were doing it, I heard you saying, "This isn't going to work." I know this isn't going to work, and I'm like, "Oh god, he's still doing it." No. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep i'm excited to talk do the, the 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 galaxy podcast but i don't want to i figure we about it probably now. can now like yeah i'd, I'd be down basically for doing whatever it. we feel like I'd, I'd be totally down for unless you unless you demand that i get 240 stars first no i was i was planning on it originally i really was but i'm, I'm not going to be bothered anymore i don't care i did it back on the wii and i don't want to do it again the well i'll tell I'll, I'll, i guess i can save my my reasoning for for later but yeah so i, I do want to hit 120 yes but yes. like that's that was this my whole thing point. where it's like okay play the whole game again as luigi does not appeal to me at all <laughs> i don't know why it wouldn't <laughs> like do you know me <laughs> do you want you don't want to just play the same game again with with a little bit slipperier jump physics i i actually unironically like luigi's jump yeah me too it feels mm-hmm. good and it is in 3D World as well, and he's my favorite character in 3D World. I haven't, so, I'm the reason I decided to do the 3D World thing, actually two reasons. One, uh, Walmart was accidentally selling $70 gift cards for $50, um, and that Wario64 guy who tweets game deals tweeted it out like hmm. a month ago, and I was like, oh, I'm going to try buying this even though I probably shouldn't. And it went through, I was like, cool. So I was like, okay, I have, I have money sitting here, I want to use it on this cool game but the main reason i did is that when i played on the wii u i sort of just played through the game to beat it because i owned it and i didn't really mm-hmm. enjoy the experience that much and i was like is this really fair to the game or is this just in that you know sometimes you're in that frame of mind where you're sort of pushing through a game because you feel like you should and yes. then it kind of it <laughs> yes i do <laughs> it, sort of, it can spoil the experience oh um, boy so i really wanted to give it a second chance <laughs> Maybe. You know I stream, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh. never once had the feeling of like, God, I want to be done finished. I want to be done with this I game, but I feel like I this. I want to be done with finishing this. <laughs> but I feel like I have to keep going for, yeah. you know, for stream purposes. <laughs> I've def- never felt that once before. Yeah, you totally want it to collect uh 270 blue coins <laughs> totally wanted to definitely wanted to finish bloodborne totally 
I'm surprised. Was I? Did, I never played Bloodborne. I, everybody likes it. That like Souls game. So you didn't enjoy Bloodborne. I had so a what weird. Was, what was the deal? I had a weird experience with Bloodborne. Um, Bloodborne is a Souls like game, but it 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 rewards very different behavior. Um, whereas Souls games are built on, <clears throat> um, patience and like observation and sure. methodical movement. Um. What's Bloodborne, Bloodborne is Bloodborne is built specifically to punish that behavior and instead reward controlled aggression. Okay, so I'd probably enjoy Bloodborne more. Just like the, about myself. Yeah. Like every time you take a hit in Dark Souls, it is like it's it like, like, oh it God, feels like it feels like the worst thing. It's like, oh yes. God, reset. All right, stop. Like <laughs> I've done something. Yeah, because it doesn't yeah. even it, the game doesn't really allow you to even you know heal unless you you can read the pattern of the boss a little bit. Right. If you just you, try to spam yeah. heal, you're dead. <laughs> right, right, right. It's not, it's not instantaneous. There's a, there's a wind up on it and it takes time. And I it swear to God, sometimes the spacing. programming knows that you've now decided to have a beverage. Uh, Bloodborne has a, sometimes, yes. In some cases, there are enemies that are specifically designed. They're specifically coded to react to you. Uh, trying to, to heal. To you trying to heal. That's and so to, cool. to rush in and like lunge attack at you as soon as you do it. <laughs> yeah. Like literally, that's not even, that's not even a joke. No, that's I know. Like, I literally I really like, a, a I like, it's cool. Yeah, it is cool. And like, it, it forces you to really be deliberate in all of, in every movement. Well, especially because like kind it... of like slow and safe and carefully. And, and really that's kind of what changed the, the, or what made the Bloodborne games quote unquote, like souls diff hard it's not really that the games are super hard in my opinion it's more of that we've been trained in most games that it's fine if you take damage just right just go hide behind a corner for a minute and heal up it's no big right deal. your margin uh, for error is much higher in most modern games exactly and even in even yeah i guess that's fair because you can't really there's no there's like zero room say in like you know Mega Man one when you're jumping on those uh fading blocks whatever they're mm-hmm. called um but most newer games like PS PS one, PS two kind of started the trend where even like Resident Evil, right? There's some hard moments, but really it's, it's you can you can cheese those games very easily. And that's kind of what Souls took away, which made it seem much harder than it actually yeah. is. Yeah, th- those games, like if you sit down and you actually take the time to learn them, they're not really terribly difficult. Uh, you, know, you can certainly make them difficult and they're harder than most games, but like absolutely. they're, they're doable. They're not, th- you know, the biggest thing is what I think you just said there was th- the learning part. So yes. my, my turnoff when I first played demon souls was I spent like an hour mm-hmm. going through one of the levels and then died mm-hmm. and was like, shit, yep. mm-hmm. I've got to start at the beginning. And that was that moment of, Oh, Hmm. Now I have to decide, do I want to invest in this or do I want to just do something else? Right. Yeah. And, that that's that's sort of the the principle behind a lot of old, um, a lot of old NES hard type games. Yeah, right? Where yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, you you watch someone play through at a GDQ like a uh, Ninja Guide, and you're like, "Holy crap, this game looks easy." Then you play yeah, it, it takes them like, like twelve watch, minutes, right? And it's impossible for you, but it's because they've like you said took the time to learn. And I don't even right. mean being the and, best. and the game itself even does like the Souls games do a notoriously awful job. Of actually easing you into any of what it wants you to do. 
No, in fact, that's uh, it the, doesn't tell you. It does a bad job of explaining what items do. It does a bad or the job systems of what souls and how anything even works. Yeah, like, it it does a terrible job of explaining like how the economy works. It does a terrible job of explaining how your stats are applied. Yeah, and what a and you or know, what breakpoints are to, important and things yeah, like that, or how to build your character. Like those, that information is parsable, mm-hmm. but it's like it has. It has mostly been broken down by people on like wikis and 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 you know, it's the game guides of fans that have 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 figured out that information. It was not provided by the, yeah. The it developers. is the game does not. It, it's not even. I don't even want to say it doesn't hold your hand because that sounds like it's you know. No, no. The, it, it you say the game doesn't on... hold your hand. That usually means that it teaches you the basics and then turns you loose. This yeah. doesn't do that. This teaches no, this you how to swing you your room. weapon. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like this, the, the, it prides itself on the fact that you're going to not know how to in- do, or like how to encounter this next thing. And something's going to kill you from around the corner. Cause that's kind of the joke. Like that's the entire design point of the game is, well, yeah. And you can, yeah. Or you, I'm not even talking about like shortcut. level design. Cause level design is actually really good. It and is, it yeah. just forces you to be it just forces you to be careful. I'm talking about like the more mechanical aspects. Of OK, like, sure. Just just how the game functions. Like, just in terms, in terms of, of like, hey, I have these souls and here's a here's a spread here's of a cool stats. Weapon I, yeah, right. How or a does, weapon that I want to use? How do I how do yeah. I optimize my character to use this weapon? How does encumbrance work? What mm-hmm. what like how does what does my item weight do? Why does that matter? Mm-hmm. what does uh you know what is scaling mean right what is like how which stats are important which stat like which stats well, do which diminishing things returns. and what should i what should i like put stats into if i want to use this weapon mm-hmm. like like just stuff like that is stuff that they just kind of leave you to puzzle out and it's not clear at all no so i didn't like actually start enjoying those games until I actually went outside of the game and started learning that stuff independently. And then I was like, oh, sure. Oh, so you mean, oh, and, and then so you using to... a using a heavily armored tank character with a small dagger as a primary weapon was a bad choice. <laughs> now, well, should I have known that? Yes, but but it doesn't tell you like maybe that would have been like, you know, some secret hidden meta strat super tanky but you smooth like you have a fast one. i don't know but but then you started to hate the game as you forced yourself not to use any of the features of the <laughs> of the weapons and the thing with bloodborne is that bloodborne is equally unforgiving but it's unforgiving in different ways um okay because in the souls games generally if you start taking damage you want to try to like get out and reset yeah and like you know get out of the trouble situation and sort of Back up, observe, reset yourself, you know, check your corners, make sure nothing's coming up behind you. All that good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. All of that just like all of that yeah, just like take time, slow stuff. Like slow the game down. Um Bloodborne has a system where when you take damage um for like a couple of seconds, the damage that you've taken becomes gray health. Are you familiar with the concept of gray health? Mm-mm. I have no, I know nothing about Bloodborne actually. Oh, just like gray health in in. Oh yes, where you haven't actually taken it's it's damage that will be applied in a minute yes. if something else doesn't happen or you don't right. get healed or whatever it is. Yes. Okay. So yeah, it's exactly that. So the all of the damage that you take becomes gray health. Mm-hmm. 
for like a couple of seconds, which you can recover huge chunks of by attacking successfully. Oh, that's cool. I actually like that. It okay, is. No, I would I would enjoy that because it's about, it's basically like I took damage. Go crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can still like, you won't win the DPS race. So you still have to be like, if, if it's just a, them a, hitting a, you and you hitting them, you'll lose. You'll lose. Yeah. So you still have to like dodge and and like be in a good position to take damage. So it's not just mindlessly swinging in the face of everything. Sure, sure. But that's cool though. It that's does new, reward the. It does reward like, oh, you took damage. Stay in. Stay aggressive. Keep hitting. Mm-hmm. Especially I was if bad it's at a, that. Especially if it's a like a trash type enemy, like because then you will probably win if you're you know if you dodge or whatever. Yeah, you can probably like mash it out. Uh huh. So in that setting, it whereas in Dark Souls, you're like, oh, God, I got to read its attacks. I got to figure out what I'm doing. Right, right, right. Uh, like, don't oh, take another cool. one of those. Yeah. Like, like hang back and, and try to figure this out before you before you find your opportunity again. And Bloodborne, you still have to, like, read the enemy and find your opportunity, but it rewards you for doing that aggressively, for staying yeah. in and, and trying to, like, trying to keep attacking. I now, like I was not good at that, and I did not adjust to that well. But I also was just turned off by the um, I was very turned off by the theming. Uh, Bloodborne Mm. is much more Dark Souls has a very dark and (laughs) um, I would say like semi horror theming. Yeah, Um, but it's more like a medieval fantasy. I think of it as. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's sort of like. Yeah, it's it's medieval fantasy and sometimes medieval fantasy has like the creepy monster and there's mm-hmm. like a couple of those that are kind of weird. But isn't the I, I, I thought Bloodborne was more like the Resident Evil Silent Hill Dante's. Yes, uh, it's more Eldritch. Eldritch. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. Yeah, it's it's more it's more Eldritch. Lots more like it's supposed to be spooky, creepy void monsters. And I didn't I don't like that. Like wasn't there like a spider monster or something? There's a spider monster in like all of them, so that doesn't oh. count. Okay. Um, but I'm talking about like I'm talking about like, you know, giant, you know, sixteen eyeball monster, sixteen eyeball goop monsters, just yeah, like, like kind of spread across puppet. the stage and dripping with blood. There, you know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure at some, I, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure at some point you fight some sort of goopy fetus. Oh sure. Um, they have swords you know, for feet. You, you know, yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> so like, it, like every, every beat, every, every boss, every encounter, every new thing that I saw in that game was like, I hate this. <laughs> I hate everything that I'm looking at and I can't wait to be done with it. Yeah. Gameplay wise, it like, I actually, if I put more time into it, it's probably more fun than a yeah. Souls game, but I didn't adapt to it well, and then the theming just turned me the rest of the way off, and I was just like, no. Well, you really don't like horror stuff at all. No, I... <laughs> I I avoid it as whenever possible. Mm-hmm. So, Doom 64. Doom 64, yes. Um, <clears throat> Doom 64 is a spooky Doom game. It's not really that spooky. I think it's... I think they... they I think they wanted it to be more spooky than uh actiony right it's it's so you this one in particular doom yes in doom 2 but they they definitely were trying to go for uh the atmosphere of the doom as opposed to the bang yeah, of, the, yeah, of yeah. the gun do you want to do you want to take a word from our sponsors first 
Because I don't think yeah. we did it earlier. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Onward and upward. All right. So anyway, um, so we played Doom 64 this week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so you said you played like a little bit of Doom 64, but you but you just kind of like messed around with um with so as a cheats I, as a kid as a kid I played the first couple of levels and then it was mostly just kind of cheats and so actually what I ended up playing them I've I've never I never saw the end of Doom 64 because I just played the silly mm. fun levels because there are these. There's one called Cat and Mouse where it's just like you're fighting a bunch of big demons, and I thought those levels were cool, and that's okay. kind of what I played was the fun levels uh, that I think were only accessed with cheats anyways. Okay. I believe there was a way to get to them in the game. So I never played, I never ever, like, uh, I never saw the, 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 final, the final stage of Doom 64, or and I would say probably 90% of the game in terms of the actual game. Yeah. Um, Cause it's uh, I don't I had no memories of any of those puzzles being, well some of them are puzzles and some of them are just kind of stupid. Um, <laughs> they're I mean they're puzzles <laughs> in the strictest sense. But they're just not good puzzles. Yeah. So okay, follow up question: Have you played classic Doom games before? Yeah, I had played. Now now again, I never beat Doom or Doom Two legitimately, but I had played them because my my uh my good pal, my good buddy Kyle, he was he was into the PC gaming stuff and he uh so he showed me Doom and there's this really cool old Doom mod on computers not mod but it was like I can't remember what it was called but it was sweet it had every single version of Doom that had ever been released oh, like it. a like a hack or something something like that yeah it must have been a hack cuz it was free um yeah that'll do it <laughs> I don't remember and I remember playing Doom 2 there and like doing all the fun cheats like you know how you can see uh shoot uh, who, are, who are the two people that created doom oh my god i can't believe i'm blanking on their names uh um, oh it's really I, I, this is this is very frustrating um, i probably know it but I, it's not something i've like committed to memory if you heard their names you would john you would carmack remember. john romero ah yeah thank you and john romero in doom 2 he's the final boss of doom 2 but you don't know that it's just if you if you do the ID no clip, you can walk through the walls and his head's just on a stick where like there's a there's a box that you shoot a missile through in the in the final boss fight. And it looks like you're just fighting a big demon thing. But if you walk through the wall, what's actually behind the boss is his head on a stick and it screams every time. And that's the yeah. sound that it's actually making. Right. Like uh, so I just messed around with that kind of stuff as a kid. I never really played them too. I never played them in the sense that I had a one file that I went all the way through the game legitimately. Okay, so, so I wasn't like a huge Doom person. I just liked uh, the super shotgun. But you you messed awesome. around with them. You yes, had, yeah. You know, well, you I, have... I had way more experience than you did. <laughs> yes. Okay. So how? So you you finished Doom sixty four? You did right for for the podcast? Yeah. 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 Um. So I mean, obviously, we're talking about like memories from a long time ago. But how do you find Doom sixty four stacked up against one and two? I, so, I had a, I don't know, they felt very similar to me in my memories, okay. because that's that's how little I actually have memories of the two, because I know Doom 1 and 2 are way faster than, in terms of what you're doing, like, it's more about shooting demons and things. Yeah, it's more, it's more action-based. After having played through Doom 64, it is more of a, like, you're sort of just exploring a space that has demons in them. 
yeah my memory of doom one and two was it's a space of you're shooting a whole bunch of crap and sometimes you have to find keys to open doors whereas doom 64 felt the opposite now again this could be totally wrong because i don't remember what doom one and two actually play that's fair and i don't i don't want to put you on blast for like hey call up your childhood memories and be perfectly accurate with them oh i don't mind it's okay i mean if i'm wrong i'm wrong (laughs) it's not like we've never done that before yeah i bet you we've said something wrong in this podcast (laughs) almost definitely Uh, but, but no, playing through the game was a weird experience because the first few levels are like, yeah, this is cool. And then there's mm-hmm. this, there's this weird point where you, so, so the story of doom is it's actually a sequel. Doom 64 is a sequel to, I don't know. I think it's just a sequel to doom two where, okay. uh, originally, I don't know if this has been changed, but originally it was like a space station that now mind you, the game does not tell you this. This is the instruction manual. The instruction manual is very late, very late nineties in, in how it's written. It's, it's like, you know, in your face kind of humor. Um, like the description for the lost souls, the flying skull is it's tough. It flies. It's on fire. Um, uh-huh. So these are the kind of, you know, yep. it's, you, you, you can tell it's nineties, but, um, yeah, definitely the story, I guess, is that I like, you can tell just from like the names of the enemies. <laughs> I had people in chat saying like, oh, that's a pain elemental. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, F those things. Yeah. No, Spawning I hate them. lost souls. Yeah. I hate, I hate them. I, I guess. Pain elementals are like the reanimated goopy corpses of the the caco demons or something. That if, seems right, and that's why the pain elementals, when they die, they're very dead because it's like the death of a thing that was already dead. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, maybe that's not even true. <laughs> I, I don't remember my. You know what? Very it's, well. Doom, Doom Doom has those... a surprising amount of lore, and I am not here for any of it. It's it's one of those lores to me that's fun when you're in the game and then afterwards you're just kind of like, yeah, it's doom. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. 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 It's like, it's, I, uh, I wasn't like turned off by any of it. Like a lot of it was just kind of like, okay. Well, it's especially funny in 64 because you didn't see any of the little like story. Well, it's not even a vignette. It's, it's literally just like three or four lines of text because you didn't see the three secret stages. And that's where they kind of mm. add a little, characterization to stuff like oh you're not supposed to be here or let them taste their guts <laughs> like, <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> very but, but big I, characterization well, i, I can feel the development a, tell me you, you but it gives you a feel for uh that doom it kind of makes everything seem more silly and doomish when you go to doom 2016 and you know all of the rip and tear and all of the stuff like it just it sort of fits because it, it just fits with the doom comic that was released where it's kind of where a lot of those jokes came from and they obviously when they made doom that's was the point like it was supposed to be an over the top yeah yeah um, like action game but anyways so i guess the story in doom 64 is it's a sequel to doom 2 and it's like you're you you're on earth and you're not really you're like yeah nothing makes any sense everything's classified none of none of like this those those dumb doctors and their tests it's meaningless who cares blah 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 like i don't know how I lived or why I made it through as the doom Marine. And then you get some kind of distress signal and it's like, Hey, there's something lived and it's on the doom space station. And so you're like, Oh, I'm going back to doom with, with my only assignment is, is merciless extermination. Um, and that, and you're killing like dead things that came back to life, I guess. And so you're, so the first nine levels of the game, Mm -hmm. you're on the space station. Right. And towards the end of those levels, I was so sick of the the how they designed those stages. Like, 
Oh I, man, I really like hated them at the end. Like, it they were was so frustrating. You hit that midpoint, and it's like the levels start to look different, and I'm like, oh my god, I didn't even realize. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I don't even know if I'm going to finish this game at one point. When I was, I I, I don't know if it was mission eight or nine, but one of those levels was just exhausting because the the main design philosophy behind Doom sixty four is hit a button and then something somewhere happened. Yeah. And the geometry of the stage is such that you may not even realize that a corner you had already passed actually is not a it's not a corner. It's actually like a hallway that you could have walked. down. Yeah, I did that a bunch of times. Right. And so once once you get that into your head that the whole game is it's not really about, you know, it's not like about finding the 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 triangle key in the mansion that has this room that's like this door is locked by a triangle key. It's really more about sure there, there are doors that are like you need the blue key to do it. But to get the blue key, you're going to have to do something stupid, like mm -hmm. walk past a space you've already been to or literally yeah. hit the same switch two or three times after doing something else. Uh, I think that's one of the I think that's one of my least favorite things about it is how many times the level design comes down to hit a switch at the end of this path mm -hmm. and then scour the entire level to figure out what the switch did. And sometimes it's timed. Yes, and some, like I, by the end of it, I actually preferred when it was timed because, yeah, because then, then it was you... like at least it's <laughs> at least it's got to be close by. Exactly, I know, I know exactly why. It's, it's unlike it's one really... of the one of the last levels. Uh, one of the last levels in the game, you hit a switch and it like opens a it opens a <laughs> gate at the beginning of the level. So yep. you have to literally backtrack back to the very beginning of the level. And your only hint that there's anything in that direction is that it it spawns enemies in that area, mm -hmm. like in the area that you've already been through. Yeah, that was. And I got back there the and I was like, "Oh, there's stuff here." Oh, yeah, then, huh? Like, oh, huh? All right, fine. It's yeah. The 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 levels are really, I, I, on one hand, they're really well designed because they do a lot with a tight space. Uh, True. Like, yeah. It's really cool. Like to to look at it from a top down view, it would have been an enjoyable. Uh, experience to sort of design the levels i just wish they gave more indication as to what was doing what because right. sometimes you're not even killing stuff you're actually just like actually a lot of times most sort of, of the time i would argue empty hallways like, I, I think that I? my i think that my wandering for progress to combat ratio was like 70 30 yeah yeah and and it's it's the 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 worst part for me in in the whole game was actually it was there's this one secret so so you can't jump in doom 64 which obviously you know that if you've played old dooms um but so you get through gaps by running fast and sometimes mm -hmm. this is fine but sometimes the gap is just a little bit too big where if you're even going slightly too slow or you mm -hmm. you, you you pull back for just a second you miss the gap and you're like ah and one of the secret levels so i ended up trying to get all the secret levels just because i wanted to see what happened um and one the very first one you encounter is this it's kind of neat at first it's sort of like a it's 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 got a lot of verticality to it and you're and it's kind of like a maze where you you uh you get to the bottom and you get teleported back to the top and your goal is to try and figure out different ways to go through this to look for things and i was like oh this is really cool until i found out that the main trick in the game was getting across two sort of annoying gaps to hit a button like three times mm -hmm. and so that's that that ruined the the coolness of the stage um so I really hated yeah the the quote unquote jumping in, in yeah. Doom sixty four like why that like I I said it during the stream like the audacity yeah. <laughs> of the game 
to have platforming sections and platforming puzzles in a game with no jump. <laughs> with no jump. Like, okay. All right, funny. You got your laugh. I get it. Like, I'll admit, when it works, it does actually feel pretty good. Because mm-hmm. you do, well, your movement is are... super, super fast. So the idea of just, like, the idea of just sprinting across a gap mm-hmm. from platform to platform, like, when that works, it actually really cool. is kind of cool. Well, so there's but one level that I just give me a jump of. button, though. <laughs> there's one level that I can think of in particular that works really well. It's stupid that if you fall into it, you're stuck in the pit. But there's one that's, like, a green radiation pool. And there's a bunch of little platforms that you that are pretty close together where it's it would be impossible to fall in between them if you're even just holding forward at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was where it was kind of neat because it felt like that. You know how in Mario you can run over single gaps if you're running? Like a, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's what it felt like to me. It's like, oh, this yeah, is cool. I, I, I like had this. the same thought, yeah. Um, I don't like it when it's or it feels too far apart and you have to have just the right speed or just the right – or if you hold the joystick diagonally on the 64, you move faster. Oh uh-huh. yeah, like that's you, you true. instantly start with a faster acceleration. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Then you can kind of where you work side, where you try to go sideways through stuff, but then that's just sort of awkward. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. Uh, I. I didn't like. I mean, I. I had a love hate relationship with that, but mostly it was just like, give me a jump button. Yeah. Exactly. And I also hate that there are no instant death pits in this game. And the reason why I hate that there are no instant death pits in this game is because there are death pits. Oh, yeah. They're just not instant. You just have to stay down there and slowly take damage while you look for a way out that doesn't exist until you die. Yeah, those are stupid. That's awful. (laughs) What about that room where you walk into the room, it's empty, then it suddenly fades black, and then there's like 15 enemies. And then once you're done with that, the sides fall into a lava pit and you have to just be on the middle part. Otherwise, you die. I used an expletive because I had not because I also spent like 15 minutes looking for where the exit of that stage was. Yeah. With everything cleared out of it. Yeah. And um, oh, I missed. I should go back and watch that before. I, I would like to see you. Uh, I was so angry because it took I, I me so long game. to find the exit to that stage. Yeah. Because, again, the large part of what I did was just run in circles looking for, okay, I hit a switch. What did that do? Where do I go? <laughs> and so I finally found it. And then like it did, I hadn't saved during the level or I hadn't saved like recently during the level. So I that is cool that you can save again. whenever you want. I will say that's nice. It does like for an N64 game having like a, like a little quick, it's not really a quick save, but it basically acts as a quick save. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, a, it's just like a save state, whatever. And I feel like that's just something that's really important for Doom. Um, well, God, I don't, if you didn't have it actually, in this game. Do you know if that save function was in a, the original N64 hardware? I feel like it or was. Or is that added for the remake? I feel like that was in the original, but I, I honestly don't remember. Um, so that, I mean, we I both really had played. that in the, in the like, remaster or whatever, but that might have been, like, a quality of life improvement. I, let's see. How to save Doom 64. No, not... But anyway, that was... <laughs> yeah, you keep going. I'll, I'll just kind yeah, of look. Yeah, but that was... It was nice to have that, and it made a lot of sections that would have been really bad, like, not so bad. Like that, because there were a lot of... There were a lot of spots like that that were kind of like, we're going to kill you, and it's not going to be your fault. Not like a ton of them. It wasn't like... It wasn't like trolling for the most part, but there are some where it's like, no, get... uh I don't think you could, I think you could mid-level save, but I, I'm not positive. 
I mean, at the very least, it probably, uh, at the very least, it wasn't as fast. Just because hardware. It might have been fast. That's a cartridge, right? That was kind of the joy of cartridges. That's why they stuck with the 64 cartridges for so long was that they had no load times on stuff. I have no, I really don't remember. Uh, so this one's up in the air, even though. Yeah. So ju- we'll just leave it out there out. as like, it was nice to have that mid-level saving feature, but we don't know if that was in the original game because we played the remaster. Yeah. So it's, it's we sort of, <laughs> I, I also don't remember if it was as smooth, like as fast and all that stuff either. Like, I remember the game being good, but now that I'm thinking, I mean, I remember the game feeling good to play on the 64, but yeah. now I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering if it was uh, just, you know, as a kid where, hey, this feels good because I'm playing a cool game or if it actually, like, you don't think about the frame rate and stuff when you're little usually. We, we've sort of been conditioned, I, maybe maybe kids would now, but we've sort of been conditioned today to be more critical of stuff, I feel like. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just kind of an awareness of the medium more so than just um, yeah. playing it. I, I definitely remember the... Um... I definitely remember playing that that final stage, the the final the final boss fight. Yeah. When it is just like a massive horde of enemies. And I'm like, there is no way that this ran like this at a consistent frame rate on the N64. There are like 30 sprites on screen right now, (laughs) not not including projectiles. So Doom 64 was extremely fast like it played as fast as it did and it almost looked as good as it did on the remaster i remember that for sure mm-hmm. because the um it was just the way that they did the sprites and stuff so it was it they 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 aged well i feel like i could be yeah. wrong but i i remember them being um it I rare rare that a, a 64 game ages well <laughs> almost impossible <laughs> Like even even Mario sixty four has its share of rough spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's I guess it's just the the it's the art of Doom. It just looks like Doom. Like Doom is if you've <laughs> that's played true. Doom that is a two, good point. Yeah. You know what Doom one and two looks like, and it just looks like that. <laughs> and like I guess going back to in a weird way what we were saying about like oh yeah that's like right. a, a distinct art style. Yep. Like, it's not the type of art style we usually think of, but you're right. Doom looks like Doom. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's definitely the, it's just what it is. The one thing that was weird about Doom 64 that if you went to go play it now, um, Doom 64 was hilariously dark, like on purpose, but mm. it was very, very dark. Uh, so that makes sense. That, that explains why there were like light goggles yes. that you could collect in the game. And so I'm I'm pretty sure that Doom 64 obviously it looks it still looked like a 64 game like it, you know it had jaggies and it did a, it did a sure. lot of the like you didn't have the draw distance that you have so things in the back no yeah be, of course uh, a little uglier but I'm pretty sure the final boss actually did have that psycho amount of enemies appear on screen because the whole point of that but room, with no slowdown or anything it it's it's totally no frame possible. rate chugging. It's possible because of the way that the sprites were put into the game, right? Because none of them, it's not like, it's not like Perfect Dark where the environments are really detailed and you have uh, a lot of things happening at once where it has to load the entire, like the entire level all at once because things could be anywhere. You could be playing multiplayer. Well, and I suppose every sprite in the game has like three frames of animation. Right, exactly. Yeah, literally, right? Because it just goes from still to shooting. Yeah, it, there's no there's not it's not like smooth and they're not 3D right, models. Right, right, right. 
Um, I don't, I, I, one of us probably should have tried it out, but (laughs) I mean, it's fine. Like it was, you know what? Like I would rather play the better game that is remastered. That we can actually, that we can actually like offer proper funds for and legitimately. Well, and, and if someone's listening to this and it's like, hey, you know what? I, I could play some 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 old school Doom. The, what they're going to play is Doom 64 that was released in 2020, not not the one that was released in 1997. Almost definitely. Yeah. Almost definitely. And you know what? Like, overall, I'd say I had a fun time with it. Oh, no. I, yeah. It sounds like I, I really hate it. We, we've kind of been focusing on some of the negatives, but like for someone who had not played a Doom game before, I was like, hey, this, this is kind of great. Right. This is your first this is really your first Doom game. I mean, I played 2016. Oh, okay. But I meant Doom. But like, yeah, Doom I, classic Doom. Doom and and modern Doom are now different things. D- Doom 2016 is 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 just that that uh is just the Mick Gordon soundtrack. That's what Doom 2016 is. You know, mm. the, the, the you know it's it's cool though <laughs> because despite them being like very very different games. Boy, can I see how they grew oh, out yeah. of, how Dude, they grew out of each other. That's why Doom 60 when 2016 that that announcement video where they just showed the the one arena where everyone was killing like where you're killing the the demons after pressing the button and you're like holy crap. When I saw that, I was I got those like, you know, those those, those goosebumps because you're you're thinking, mm-hmm. "Whoa, they they did this right." Like this game looks like it's going to feel amazing and it looks like Doom it looks like the evolution of the Doom sprites. Yeah. It didn't feel um weird at all you're just when i saw that trailer what was probably like 2014 or 15 and i just remember thinking holy crap <laughs> yeah <laughs> no like the like the, the feeling best. of the feeling of speed and aggression that like and i and like mm-hmm. I, i'll admit i took the first like several levels of doom like very slowly but then yeah, like eventually the run yeah right, i turned like off the, the run, run. Off. i was like i'm corner peeking i'm like going real you know corner peeking in doom is is a funny idea like you kind of do it but i know i know what you're saying like where you're sort of taking it like a a kind of a first person shooter like yeah like i'm being very i'm I'm being very level yeah very careful very methodical and then eventually once i get a feel for everything i'm like auto run on blast into every room and just like start circle strafing with the with the minigun mm-hmm like take the take the chain gun out and just like you know like strafe that, around them. Yeah. Well, and it's so cool because the enemies in Doom actually shoot each other. Like in the even in the instruction manual for Doom sixty four, they say, "Hey, try to get them to hit each other, and then maybe even just leave the room and let them let them hash it out for a while." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It says that in the manual. I never like, actually oh, did that. I never like they did shoot each other, but I was like, I was always so. You were just um, having fun blasting stuff because it was like, oh my yeah. god, I don't have to find a key. <laughs> but it's yeah, <laughs> like I was something. I was in the fun part of the game, so I was just enjoying that. But there yeah. is a um there is definitely like a that's one of my favorite things in games is when like enemies can take elemental they they can take environmental damage. The same things that hurt me hurt them. And I mm-hmm. can sort of trick them into like getting hit with their own stuff or like hitting each other. Like I love that stuff. Yeah, because like anytime it feels like the enemies have to follow the same rules as me and I can sort of outsmart them or, or bait them into doing something stupid. Like I get such a good I get such a kick out of that. And like so it's kind of surprising that I didn't do that in in Doom. But like I saw them shoot each other 
but there was never like I never took my finger off the trigger long enough to be <laughs> yeah. like to actually let them do anything about it. So I I one thing I really enjoy about Doom games is that they they give you weapons and they're like please use the guns. Like please yes. please shoot the missiles, please shoot yes. the stuff. You'll, you'll you'll get more ammo. And I felt that in 2016 too where it's oh, yeah. like Oh, 2016 I mean they 2016 did an even better job of of that right because there's refill stations and it was literally just like oh my god press all of the guns as hard as you I can for am as long as you want absolutely the type of person to get a new gun and keep using the pistol yeah no I know, well it's the same reason you don't use mega elixirs on the final boss yep. in an RPG yeah, yeah. like we've, I we've might talked need about these that's later. just that's how we that's how you and I both approach games I think it's I think it's RPG's fault um yeah even even in a mario game like i get a power up that you can just use it i'm like yeah i'll just save that in case i need it at some point oh like, yeah I like don't... mario 3 <laughs> like, mario I'll 3 be... the bar is full oh <laughs> I'll, I'll force myself to just do the level as mini mars like oh they give you a mushroom I, you should be able to figure this out <laughs> yeah yeah um so i don't know why that's ingrained in me meanwhile but... jesse's like flying through the stage with a p-wing like this is much easier <laughs> exactly it's not only is it easier but you 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 save yourself that that moment of uh oh, i have 50 ethers yep and a full mana pool but i'm auto attacking with aries <laughs> yep 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 um yeah, but yeah good doom, doom doom is like please you get this cool chain gun just just blast them use all of yeah no it, it actually like disincentivizes not using the weapons yeah, because there's not just, just empty that, packs just sitting everywhere. Yeah, like it feels bad. It's like you can't pick this up because you're not using this ammo. Mm-hmm. So that feels bad. That that overrides the feeling of like, oh no, I'm wasting this. Yeah, yeah. Because then it's like, oh, there's just ammo sitting around. I can't waste that. I have to use the ammo so I can pick this up. <laughs> but it's everywhere. Yeah. So yeah, you felt then obligated just... to shoot your missiles because like, well, yeah. there's just missiles sitting there. <laughs> so it absolutely becomes a situation where like, yeah, OK, I just have to just use the weapons. You what what weapon do you like here? Use it. Mm -hmm. You will find more ammo. Yeah, you will I, waste I that cool. ammo if you don't use it. Like yeah. use your guns. And I totally forgot about the Unmaker, like the laser gun. Yeah, I, it doesn't even have a name in in the game. The, I, I believe the uh, I believe the game the the name the game gives it is what the expletive is this. Yeah, that's that's what the Unmaker is, uh, and then they call it the Unmaker, and then I think they use they use a Y spelling in Doom Eternal when they I guess it's in Doom Eternal maybe. Oh, like a Unmaker. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like on okay. U N M A Y like K R or something like that. Sure. <laughs> and it's the it was the Doom sixty four is the only game to have this, and it gets powered up by the secret stages to make it super. It's it's the game really 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 rewards you for finding the three secret levels because mm -hmm. in those levels you can accidentally just leave the secret levels without finding this because I did that one time I was like Shit. oh no um. So to do that, you have to go back to a, you know, a previous save or whatever. But, mm -hmm. um, in the secret levels, you find these like doom key things. I don't know what they're called, like hell keys or something like they're like, super that sounds ultra. about right. They're, they're basically just the doom icon as a key and, or maybe it's an artifact technically not a key. And when you, each artifact that you find power up powers, the unmaker up to make it shoot faster, to add more lasers, mm. um, 
so I think the first one makes it faster than the next one adds an extra laser and the third one like another laser. So you're just like pumping out lasers and they do okay. stupid amounts of damage. Yeah. So, but but also those keys in the final boss room with the the final boss uh, fight. Remember how there was those three portals that were pumping out demons? Yes. Like the three big boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So technically in the room, you probably remember seeing like different pedestals that were colored. Yes. There's like a blue one. So if you have the artifacts, oh. you can walk up to those and close each one of those doors. That so then, would have helped. Yes. Yeah, and, I remember I went up and tried to hit one, and it's like you don't have the ability to... Yep. And that's what it was, that you, you had to find the three artifacts. And so... So I actually... So actually... You beat it the hard way. I beat it the hard way. You did. It's that way, kind of way feels harder. Like, like... Like... I beat it the hard way with... Like, I beat all of the enemies in that stage, I and I didn't have the super weapon. Nope. So that feels kind of nice. You know what didn't feel nice? Uh, the final boss just being yeah, a stupid, just that the whole design. that whole fight was, <laughs> was like awful. I like I literally feel worse about the game overall. <laughs> I did watch you fight that boss because I was curious how you how it was gonna go for you, and it was exactly as I expected. Where at one point you're like, I don't even like this game anymore. <laughs> it, like, it, it's not that like. It's where the sour boss, or excuse me, the final boss sort of sours the experience of the game. Not, yeah. not really. Like once you're and done I feel with the like final I've boss, heard this. I feel like I've heard this before. I feel like I've heard someone talk about like the final boss of Doom sixty four is like one of the most awful things. It's just stupid. It's just one of those designs that you're like, yeah, this is really great. Good work. It has fires like six seeking missiles and lasers, and you can't do anything about any of it. Right. It's actually just a DPS race. Or hoping that it gets stuck, hoping that the boss's weapons get stuck on the geometry of Which the Which is how I beat it. Yeah, because if you don't have the powered-up laser rifle thing, uh, Unmaker, it's mm-hmm. so much harder to kill. Because if you have that weapon, it just shreds the final boss. Like Yeah, so I've heard. Um, I ended up with a bunch of BFG ammo and basically just fired in a bunch of shots of that. And that mm-hmm. worked, but like the BFG doesn't exactly fire quickly. No, yeah, you were, you were, because I was watching you do that, and you would, you killed, you actually killed the boss twice, but it killed you at the same time, so it Oh, didn't it count. was like five times. <laughs> was it five times? It was a lot more than twice. Okay, okay. I wasn't yeah, keeping count, but like, you got there was a certain point it. where it was like at least two or three times in a row that yeah, like, they, I killed they, the boss and then died. The PlayStation registered the death as like you beating the game because it gave you the trophy, and then it was like, just kidding. <laughs> yep, and then I had to, and then I had to start over. And the only reason, like, you 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 finished the game because the missiles that it was shooting out of its back kept blowing up on the middle weird cage thing. Yep. Yeah, it just it just started blocking its own projectiles. And then I was like, okay, now I can just stand here and pour in damage. And, and I was still eating demons. one of them, but yeah. literally I could win the DPS race when I was getting hit with only one projectile at a time and not four. Yeah, and the weird laser on the ground thing or fire thing yeah. or whatever it was. Which, like, pops you up in the air and you lose control of yourself. Like, that's... I think the most frustrating thing about it is that it is a boss that does two things and it does them at the same time and never stops. (laughs) Like, it's just... It is just a spam boss. Yeah. And, like... It's awful. It's almost like a boss that you'd expect out of, like... Not not literally RPG maker, but like something something like that, where it's just some person who doesn't know what to do. And they're like, I don't know, just slide all the scales to maximum. Who cares? Yeah, it like, <laughs> like it feels no like a boss, the boss. It feels like a boss out of a Doom clone. 
Right, right. Yes. It just it's it's something that somebody would do and their their idea of making it hard is making it stupid. Like yeah, it's, actually it's just so lazy. Yeah, it's awful. Like it was it was hard, but it wasn't hard in a way that was interesting or or fun in any way. It's just like those like those seeking missiles, the fact that they just like they don't have a range limitation, they move faster than you do. Well, and if you go into cover, all you just hear is yeah, there's no like firing them. You're like, okay, what am I supposed to do? And it's and we were talking about like you you sort of chuckled earlier when I was talking about like corner peeking yeah. and playing. Well, that's like, what you're safely. supposed to do that almost. <laughs> and it's like this is a game that has that has rewarded you for being fast and aggressive the entire game. Well, and the whole idea of strafing around things, right? That's the whole fun mm-hmm. of the game is that you're... Yeah. Like, that was actually... The arena fight prior to the final boss is entertaining because you're basically just shooting at, at a... It's like shooting a bunch of things in the middle as you try to uh, run around the outside. And it's it's in, it's sort of enjoyable. Right. So, for the final boss, let's give you something that betrays all of those mechanics that we've introduced to you by providing you with a... By providing you with a, uh, a a final boss that puts lines of fire on the ground so you can't strafe, so you're yep. locked into a position, and then shooting shoot out four pro- missiles, shoot at you or four something. high damage projectiles that will hit you one hundred percent of the time if you're not in cover. Yeah, and and then they gave you like a health boost because. They knew it was some sort of dumb fight, but to get the health boost, you have to run into the middle of the arena and good luck. (laughs) Yeah, which like I kept trying to do that and like absolutely took more like I I got away for I got away with it a couple of times. But every time I went to get it, I took more damage to pick it up than than I actually gained from it. So Mm -hmm. not even close to worth it. Mm -mm, Mm mm mm. So um, yeah, like you know, that the, the was, game was that was miserable, and I and I'm sad about it because that fight is going to be one of my most vivid memories of playing this game. Yeah, and it's my it's the worst memory of playing the game. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. You know, what's funny is the game was going to be called the Absolution originally, and that's the name of that that stage. Oh yeah, uh, but then they were like, hey, maybe we should just call it Doom because no one's going to buy something called the Absolution. <laughs> Man, like naming conventions like that, where it's like, put the name of the thing on it, but it's not the thing. No, but put the name on it, though. This time it actually fits because it is Doom. Like, yeah, yeah, no, it's th- fine. And, and they but did the I, 64 thing where it's like, well, it's on the 64. <laughs> and put like, everything on the like everything on the SNES has to be super and everything on the 64 has to be 64. Yeah. And the beginning of the DS, everything was DS. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. My favorite was Deadly Silence. For, and for everything on and everything Nintendo puts out now has to have new in the in the name somewhere <laughs> yeah. just for maximum confusion. Hey, so a uh, fun fact about Doom 64 is that it was originally going to have multiplayer. That was the idea. But Nintendo apparently didn't give them the 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 like the code to do that or like the what? proper ways of how to put multiplayer in the game. Like they didn't know how to do it because the 64 was a complete nightmare to code for. That's yeah. If so you ever I read any, yeah. If you ever read any fun blogs or stories of the '64 era, it was like, yeah, I don't know. It was a free for all. Good luck. Like yep. truly, no one understood what was going on. And midway, I mean, came I, out there. to an ex- to a certain extent, like the same was kind of true in 3D gaming in general. 
Like it was, all, it was a whole wild west of everything, but Nintendo especially because they always they've always played their cards really close to the vest. Well, and the sixty four was just hard to program for because there wasn't like a, a way to do things on a computer. So you were doing everything on some weird modded version of the sixty four. Like listening to them talk about building the three D levels in Banjo Tooie is, is yeah it's hilarious. They have to use of, like a yeah they're it's, flying it's around sound... with a sixty four controller to place the objects that you're literally like like building the stuff. With a 64 controller. That seems yeah. insane. Those people, I don't, I have, I have nothing bad to ever say about anyone that made, uh, uh, like, especially a really good game on the 64. It's sort of astounding to me that it happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, um, so someone from Midway though said the reason they didn't, they were like, yeah, no one, no one cares about multiplayer on a first person shooter like this. Cause you can see where they are. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not, it's not going to be good to have split screen on a console. And, and it's just sort of funny. Cause like three months later, um, uh, gold 64 yeah. was released. It's like, of oh, course, actually people Whoops. seem to like this a lot. <laughs> it's fine. It's, you know, they, they did make a multiplayer for quake. 64. No one's going to, no one's going to buy that stupid fruit computer company. <laughs> they, they did try making multiplayer in quake 64 but my god quake 64 sucked like yeah to, that was there was so much slowdown i've never played was, a quake game actually like any of it's, them i i played um that whole era of like quake 3 arena a decent amount on my on my sega dreamcast yeah that whole era of like 90s pc shooters went right the hell by me it would have gone by Doom me, and Queek. Kyle. Queek. <laughs> Doom and Quake and Unreal Tournament and um, Duke Nukem. Uh, and I wouldn't have cared about them at all, but my... Whatever else. But but Kyle was like, hey, these games are sweet. Check them out. So then that yeah. got me into trying them. Um, and that that's it. That's actually the only reason why I even ever played Doom or Quake. or I didn't play that much Unreal Tournament, except for a few times at his house. But otherwise... Uh, literally really jesse it. has played more doom and duke nukem than i did i played all the i played duke nukem 64 i mean like the 64 the 64 it's weird <laughs> because nintendo was nintendo but they didn't care they're like yeah sure we don't care that like so cruising usa you're gonna be able to run over animals but nintendo's like absolutely not then they released doom 64 and nintendo's like yeah who cares it's doom like everyone knows it's an adult game it's fine like we don't care that all of this uh, satanic imagery is in it and one of our games um which is weird because like what was it like maybe four years earlier that mm -hmm. they were like hey 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 (laughs) there's crosses on those coffins and super ghouls and ghosts that's no that's no good make that an egyptian ankh for some reason i mean i shouldn't even say imagery because you literally go to hell yeah <laughs> it's it's it not tells just like you su- as much it's not just like a suggestion i mean you are you are going from a space station into hell to fight demons that are hell demons and then you're fighting the mother of all demons mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, there is it's a, not it's not like strongly suggested even it's literally there's an enemy is. called baron of hell <laughs> right? yeah, in yeah, the exactly. game but nintendo was like yeah that's fine it's doom of course <laughs> but yeah. then, then they had like you know they had they had a quake and 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 duke nukem they had all those classic sort of pc shooters on the 64 which was it's kind of weird when you think about it the 64 was an odd console in terms of but what hey was put on it 
Yeah, no, and you can definitely see it's sort of the beginning of of Nintendo starting to like ease up their restrictions mm-hmm. and and be more welcoming to like a, a growing like a like it's it's the late 90s. Like, yeah, like hey, we're, we'll, we're we'll getting into the we're getting into some some edgy shit, you know, right, they've yeah, been the losing <laughs> they've been losing market share to the Genesis because the Genesis is, you know, like in the you know in the early mid 90s. They were losing well, and a they little... just screwed themselves over because of Sony too. Like they, they were they losing a little a bit of market share because the Genesis was marketing themselves to a more, you yeah, know, a mature more... option. I mean, mature, not well, I mean, so they, much, but they like... like to call themselves the, the adult. It's what the, it's what the, it's what the cool kids, you know, the ones smoking behind school like to play. That, yeah. That they like played the Genesis. They were the, they were the edgy option. Yeah. And Nintendo was like, okay, maybe not so family friendly on everything. Well, and like, literally, we could let some stuff go. And but literally, just... like Doom sixty four is three years removed from like Nintendo of America telling Ted Woolsey to remove every yes. possible, every single reference to the word "die" or "death" from the yes. Final Fantasy six script, <laughs> which is effectively like saying yeah i don't good like like actually truly i've used the idea of good luck three times in the last 15 minutes but really when you're when you're trying to rewrite the final fantasy 6 script without referencing that it's like (laughs) this is gonna be interesting (laughs) yeah like that game is that game is almost exclusively about death (laughs) every major story beat in that game revolves around some tragic, horrible event happening to people. Yes. And they're sent to, 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 to what, what is it? Hillith or whatever. And, and Dragon Ball to another dimension, the home for infinite losers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hiffle. <laughs> Hiffle. Hiffle. Yeah. I mixed yeah. the L and the F. Yeah. Hillith. Um, but, but Nintendo, I, I feel like it also happened just because this was like two years this is a, you know, this is two years after they got up on stage and said, ha Sony, we don't want to work with you. And Sony's like, okay. Okay. You, you, you this probably, we were playing nice because you already had the, the avenue for it, but whatever. I, <laughs> thanks for helping us build a thing. So 64, they were, I bet Nintendo's like, well, crap, we need to, we need to grab as much as we can. So sure. Throw Doom on our console. That sounds fun. Yeah, um, I'm I'm sure I don't know how well it actually sold, but I'm sure it sold well enough. I, think I would okay. like to I... say it is freaking wild. Like freaking crazy to play a game with 64 in the title on the PlayStation. On the PlayStation. 4. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's on every console, too. It's it's such a yeah, strange. It's on PC. I love because when you think about Doom 64, I think somehow that I somehow was like, wow, that's weird. I thought that would be trademarked. And like, what? The the, the number 64 is trademarked. Like that, that idea is so it ingrained It feels like in you, it right? would be, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so like it it's not it, like more so than Super. Because right, Super no, sure. is like, like there were games on Genesis called Super. Mm-hmm. It's it was it's fun that they turn turn Doom sixty four into this plot device. So neither one of us played this since we're supposed to kind of be playing a retro game and playing the new lost levels, which are a direct tie in to Doom uh, Doom twenty sixteen. Felt kind of weird, mm. um, at least from where I was sitting. So I didn't play them, uh, mm-hmm. but I think it's fun that they tied them, like that they took this game that's sort of like a cult fan favorite because most people think of it as the 
like the lesser of the doom games when they're thinking about old doom games um just and i can kind of see why just because of the design being built around um like exploration it is obtuse puzzle solving rather than just wall-to-wall action and so i think it's i think it's really like exciting and fun and silly that they're like hey let's make this the game that's kind of the 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 tie-in to 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 uh doom eternal and make it make it the like the sequentially how it fits into doom 2016 and i also love that in doing so it essentially erases doom 3 yeah yes it was one of those instances where it's like nah (laughs) but i think like i don't know much about the doom timeline but like i know people 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 have talked about it but i think to i think doom 3 is kind of like almost spin-off material at this point well i think like it was almost intended to be like a reboot I think, yes, yeah. Well, they were trying to go with the super scary survival horror aspect because it was yeah. all about using your flashlight and stuff. I don't know. I never really played it. You can almost, I know people that were mad about it. Yeah, you can almost feel how 64 is kind of starting to try to go in that direction. Yeah. Um, the I actually music... think it was developed by totally different people. Really? I think, because I think 64 was midway almost and that it, uh, they just supervised the project as mm. opposed to being the ones that, designed um the project now i don't know the, that makes the specific, sense that happens the, what's cool about doom is that the levels are usually designed by very specific people i think if you go to the doom wiki for doom 64 and click a level it actually tells you the person that designed each individual level i think that's really neat so mm-hmm. you can either love or hate that person but... that is kind of cool actually <laughs> um i think it's sort of fun that, and it, it does make sense too because the the levels have very different feels to them Yes, absolutely. Like some of them are very, very narrow and very, like very labyrinthine. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are very, very open. Yeah, and some like there's one level that I really like called the spiral, where it was, uh, it was just sort of like you go into a room and there's a big pillar in the middle and then a big staircase that kind of wraps around the outside, and you're just sort mm. of like shooting stuff. And there's like some side rooms and things and like one teleporter that gets you to the key at the top and everything. Yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. it was fun to play. A, I guess. I, I enjoy that they that they sort of split up who who designs what aspects of or like they kind of split up who's designing the courses so they don't all start to feel the same. Yeah. And then you 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 uh uh you get into something it's like oh wow this feels so different it's it's fresh all of a sudden it feels good it's sort of like the jump from the the marine sages to hell like yes you're still finding three keys but somehow the levels were designed most of the levels in hell are way more enjoyable to play than the 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 end of the the space station stages. I just, I, I, I don't know if it's what it is, but some of those stages were just so boring to play. Yeah. Yeah. And then some of them weren't. And it mm-hmm. like, it was, it was definitely very varied from one to the next. So like, even when there was a stage that would frustrate me and partially because my navigation in games like this is just, just consistently garbage. Um, <laughs> like navigating anything from a first person perspective is just always difficult for me for whatever reason. So I get lost on these types of maps all the time. So that of... may just be me, but these are very easy maps to get lost on. Yeah. It reminds me of playing resident evil, like the first resident evil a long time ago, or actually even the remake of resident evil one. Uh, yeah. With a couple of my friends who were really just horrible. Actually, sorry, Kyle, it's you. He's horrible at uh, knowing where he is, like where he's been in a level. And so be like, yeah, yeah just go yeah, back yeah. to that room. And he just starts running in the wrong way. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? No, that's you me. Go this way. He's like, that's oh, a- I don't know where I am. And I was like, OK, <laughs> Kyle, I get you. I'm I'm here with you in solidarity. I get it. I understand you. Oh, man. 
he'll get a kick out of that because he used to tease himself about it. He's like, yeah, I don't know where I am. You have to direct me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that like it streaming has only made that more obvious. Oh, for, well, I think it's even harder. I think it's 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 really easy to to uh, get lost when you're streaming because you're also sort of looking at chat, which then all of those like whatever resources your brain would have used to trying to, you know, map it out and keep it memorized. Some of that is being directed towards looking to the left or right and reading the chat and then processing that information, too. And you're like, oh, yeah, I don't know where I am anymore. <laughs> so that I, I, I think that that's that makes a lot of sense to me. And I mean, like, to me, I, I said it earlier, like. Often I will understand the basic layout of the map and mm-hmm. I'll kind of know, like, what room connects to what room. Yeah. But then, like, so many of the maps have to do with, like, hit a switch and then find find a random spot in the level where that might have done something. True. I mean, um, the, the, the Doom 64 level design is, I think, half of those levels are purposely designed around you being lost. Like, yeah. that's the point. It's not I believe you. Be... Uh, I believe you referred to it as psychotic. <laughs> yes, it is. Level the level design. design is psychotic, I think. It, it, it I, f- I feel like half of the levels are just yeah this is a nightmare like what what, what why why mm-hmm. that being said it's it's one of those weird instances of i enjoyed the game still even though I, yeah. I really hated some of the levels so that's kind of a testament to either the the joy of playing an old doom game or just kind of the levels that were good or really good and the levels that suck are only bad while you're lost which sounds weird but you know what i mean yeah 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 but i i totally i totally get it I totally get that because I kind of feel the same way. I feel like I have nothing but a laundry list of problems with it. Yeah. Like all we've done is complain about a lot of stuff, (laughs) but at the end of all of that, like, Oh yeah, no, I had a great time. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, sure. I like the stuff that was fun. The basics of like collect gun, shoot demon, go fast. Mm -hmm. That was great. I was like, I, I was having a I was having a fantastic time. I was all smiles while it mm-hmm. was working. Mm-hmm. And like uh, half of my frustration was like, I want to do the fun stuff again. Yeah. The first time you got to the very first hell level is basic is just a big arena. And you're like, this is awesome. I'm so happy. I'm just shooting stuff again. Yeah. Yeah. And like once you get back to it, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But you almost kind of forget about you almost kind of forget about all of the other uh all the, the other stuff, like the, the frustration that you had getting to that point. Cause it's like, yeah, yeah, we're having fun again, which is why it's so weird that the final boss fight being combat, which is unequivocally the best part of the game. Mm-hmm. Also it, sucking. <laughs> it is, it's combat and it's bad and it's the worst part of the game. Yeah. Actually the, the worst part of, I think the worst part of doom 64 is the, is the last two minutes of the game as you're fighting just the final boss. Just, just yeah. the mother of demons. That fight sucks unless you have the super upgraded unmaker, mm-hmm. um, and then it's fine because it's, it's cheat. It's basically like cheating. So whatever. Yeah, and it's like it's, you know, it. I could almost forgive it if it's like, oh, you played it on like you played it on uber hard mode, and if you yeah, have this and this, it's a lot more fun. But it's like, no, it's either broken against you or you're broken against it, and there's no in between. Yeah, it's just kind of it's sort of yeah, you know, whatever. I it's I think. Um. Ultimately, I I like Doom sixty four. That's I that's, do too. That's 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 right. That I'm happy leaving it leaving it with uh yeah Doom sixty four. Yeah. Thanks thanks for thanks for the memories. Yeah, I I'd like <laughs> thanks for the. I I'm glad way. that that was 
I, I'm glad I played a classic Doom game. I want to play oh, more true. of them now. You, so do we, I think I think Doom Two would be. I know that makes no sense because you might as well play Doom One, but Doom Two is just sort of it's like Mega Man Two, right? It's it's uh, uh, it yeah, takes yeah. all the it takes all the I mean it takes all the cool stuff of the game and then like hey let's make this better and add some really cool music to some of the stages. There's one level I'm pretty sure it's from Doom Two that's called Barrels of Fun that I I love and I don't want to spoil what it is if you're actually planning on playing it someday. I feel like um, I've heard of that. Yeah, like that that's that like tripped something in my brain like oh yeah that's oh, familiar there there is a old oc remix titled that i don't actually you know what i don't even know if that's the real name of the stage but i think it's the <laughs> the name of the oc remix so i could be wrong <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's called barrels of fun though i maybe um, sure probably but you may have heard it on on that but it's it's a fun it's a really cool stage it's a fun stage um <laughs> so that's i'm 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 tapped out I got, right. I got no more. I got no more interesting uh, Doom sixty four stuff to say. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we, I think we covered it. I, the only other thing I would say is that like the verticality in that game is weird. Oh, that's true. That, how did that? I, I, I meant to ask you since I've, I've experienced this and I already kind of was used to it in the sense that I've played with it before. What did it feel like to deal with shooting up without moving your gun at all? Um, it was really, really weird at first, and then I just realized, oh. It will just like as soon as I realize that you just have to have it learnt, lined up uh, horizontally. Yeah. And then it will just auto aim on the on the plane where there's an enemy. Yeah. Then it was yeah, yeah. like you, it basically still just weird, it. but like there's at least a, there was at least a, uh, a consistent logic to it. So it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. You just kind of pretend like you're shooting at it as if it was directly in front of you and it automatically shoots up. Yeah. Or, or down, I guess. Yeah, so, like, I was really put off by it, and then and then I was, like, actually fine. Okay. Yeah, that's, I was, that's, that's, that's sort of how I felt. I thought it was weird, and then I was like, oh, no, it's kind of it's neat. The, yeah. The... It works out, and considering that it's originally built for the N64, which had one joystick, like, that's a lot better, that's a yeah. lot better way to translate a 3D space to one joystick oh, than no, that's what how it was on. Been. That's how it was on Doom and Doom 2. Oh, really? Yes, yes. That, that's that's a staple of the series. In fact, the one thing that I was talking about that, that I downloaded in the, the late 90s, early 2000s, that kind of had like Doom, Doom 2, Doom. Then there was like expansions for Doom 1 and 2. Those There was an option in there that lets you control by moving the mouse up and down, which was like a fan feature, or I think it was a fan feature, of that particular Doom download pack. Because um, that idea is, 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 part, of, is part of Doom. Huh. Okay. Today so it, I learned. There you go. Yeah. I I I'm, I'm it'll be funny if I'm wrong now, but I'm pretty positive that <laughs> that's just part well, of Well, we'll find out later or not. <laughs> tricks on me. Hey, so what is uh what's 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 next? What are we playing next week? I believe we talked about playing uh Panzer Dragoon. Yes, Panzer Dra- another another old game that's been made possible to purchase thanks to remasters. Uh, in this case, is, I think I might actually play the original. I was gonna say I think I think it would be good if 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 you played the original and I I bought the the new one on sale a couple weeks ago, so mm. I'll play that. <laughs> I'll play the remaster of it, and then that will give us a kind of a if I'm talking about something and you're like what, <laughs> or vice versa, it could be it'll be a good way to to parse that out. Yeah. Well, cool. That works for me. 
I don't know what music I'm going to use to end the stream with because there was barely any music in this game really... that was like listenable, but I'm sure there's a couple. I'm trying to think. Was was there good? Was there credits music? There was no cre- There are no credits. Nope. You can... <laughs> I'll f- don't, I'll find don't, one. Don't, I'll I'll scour the... the soundtrack and just like please no demon baby no, no demon baby crying. <laughs> oh no! Now that you've said it. <laughs>